Hey, it's Kyle Winkler here with the Shut Up Devil Show. This week, I thought I'd bring you something special. Here's the first lesson of my six-lesson Armor of God e-course. I call this lesson Giving Up the Fight. You know, so many times we devote our energy to fight a battle that is really already won. In this lesson, I show you how to apply the belt of truth for a more effortless and, I think, effective approach to victory in your circumstances, struggles, and just life. Enjoy the lesson, and then join me in the entire e-course at kylewinkler.org armor. We all have battles. We know them intimately as inner struggles and outside circumstances. As long as we live in this fallen world, we'll continue to face the consequences of it, though that is reality. We don't have to be defined nor defeated by our difficulties either. And what makes that possible is entirely dependent upon how we confront them. I know this because it's been my journey. You see, for nearly the first few decades of my life, I suffered deeply rooted insecurity and rejection issues that plagued me with the belief that I am someone who is wrong. Over time, this shame snowballed into more problems, mind games, and defeated living, which of course the enemy seized upon to make me feel unlovable and disqualified to be used by God. Can you relate? Is there something from the past or present that causes you to doubt God's love for you or His ability to use you? If so, then you're in the right place. God has pursued you into this moment to give you hope. That's what He did for me. When I was just about to give up and walk away from what I do today, God led me back to possibly the most popular passage of Scripture for dealing with battles, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. It's what many know as the whole armor of God. I thought I knew it until God opened my eyes to see it in a fresh way, in a way that changed everything about how I confront my challenges, in a way that brought real victory in my life. And I believe this moment is the beginning of the same for you too. So come, join me now on a journey to victory through an eye-opening exploration of the whole armor of God. In Ephesians 6.10, the Apostle Paul begins, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Now, let's stop right here because how Paul begins this verse perfectly sets up the rest of the passage. Do you see that he directs the reader to find their strength in the Lord? Not in willpower, not in works, not in effort, not in any kind of fight of their own. No, make note, the Christian's strength for victory is only found in God Himself. Paul continues, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we wrestle against friends and family, in-laws and co-workers, children and spouses. Some of you are shaking your heads in agreement right now, but that's not what Paul says. I know it might seem like people are your problems. I get that. But what Paul actually says is we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You see, people are often just mere puppets to what's really against us. What Paul refers to are the rulers, the authorities, the cosmic powers over this present darkness, the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. If you've been hurt by people, and some of us have been wounded pretty badly by them, my challenge to you today 
is to work towards taking the blame off of those people in your life and putting it on the real source of your struggles, the enemy and his assistance. Paul then tells us how to confront these evil forces. He says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm, stand therefore. He goes on to list six pieces of the armor which we'll carefully unpack throughout this study. The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. Now, here's where most of us go wrong in our understandings of the whole armor. We believe that we're to suit up in each piece for a fight with the devil. After all, armor is meant for a fight, right? It might seem that way in the natural, but God revealed to me a single word, a mighty word, that Paul uses all throughout this passage. It's the word stand. Let's reread verses 11 through 14 and see how many times Paul uses this word. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand. And having done all to stand firm, stand therefore. Do you see? In just four verses, Paul uses a form of the word stand four times. When I first saw this, I thought, okay, that's interesting, but what does it mean? What's the significance? Maybe you're asking the same. What God showed me was mind-blowing. In fact, it's the big idea that we'll come back to all throughout this study. It's this. The whole armor is not meant to put on for a fight with a devil that's defeated, but to stand in the victory of Jesus, the one who defeated him. Think about that. Isn't it a revolutionary thought? You see, some 2,000 years ago, the enemy and all of his assistants were ultimately defeated by Jesus' death and resurrection. We don't fight for victory. What this means is you can put down your spiritual boxing gloves. Hear this, Jesus already won the victory for your freedom and your forgiveness once and for all. All you have to learn to do is how to stand in the power of it. That's what the whole armor is meant to do. Each piece of the six articles in the whole armor represent who Jesus is and what we already have and who we already are as ones clothed in him. We don't fight for these things, but rather our victory is experienced by simply standing in them. Before we get into each of the six pieces of the armor, it's important to understand why Paul used the illustration of armor in the first place. Can you handle a history lesson for just a minute? What we now know as the book of Ephesians was originally written by Paul as a letter to the first Christians in Ephesus. Not too dissimilar from our modern world, Ephesus had its share of dealings with idolatry, gossip, laziness, even certainly sexual immorality. Speaking into this kind of a culture, Paul began his letter affirming the believers in who they are in Christ. Take a look at Ephesians 1.4. He encourages, even before God made the world, he loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. What a powerful exhortation to a people who were surely riddled with all kinds of guilt and shame from their past. 
Just a chapter later, Paul continues similarly. In 2 verse 10, he reveals we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Allow Paul's words to a people dealing with all kinds of vices to transcend time and speak into you and into your situations today. In Christ, God loves you. God chose you. God declares that you're holy and without fault in his eyes. God says you are my masterpiece. I chose you for a good plan even before the world began. This is your identity in Christ. As we see, Paul begins his letter with affirmation of who the believers are in Christ, and he ends it then with an illustration of what that looks like, armor. You see, Paul wrote this letter inside of a Roman prison. And like most of us do to simplify a concept, he used something that was all around him, something the people would have been familiar with in that day and in that time. He used the pieces of the Roman soldier's uniform to help them visualize everything they have in Christ. A belt, a breastplate, shoes, a shield, a helmet, and a sword. Now, Paul didn't just mindlessly list the articles of the armor in some random order. No, he listed them in a way that built upon each other. That's why he mentions the belt first, because the belt was foundational to the Roman soldier's armor. Let's take a look. The Roman soldier's belt was a thick leather strap that tied around his wool tunic. It's sometimes referred to as a girdle because, as you can see, it was thick enough to cover parts of the digestive organs and even up into the kidneys. Connected to this belt are strips that hung down to protect the soldier's reproductive area. We'll get into all the spiritual significance of this in just a moment, but the belt was foundational because it's what most of the weaponry was attached to. In fact, the belt is the only piece of the armor the soldier wore at all times. Paul likened the belt to the essence of who Jesus is, truth. He says, stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth. Jesus was known for speaking of himself as the way, the truth, and the life. As we know, truth doesn't change. It's absolute. It's not dependent upon circumstances, situations, or even feelings. Jesus doesn't change either. The Bible affirms that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. As believers whose lives are in Christ, we live in his truth, which is the foundation of our victory. It's truth that grounds us and helps us to stand strong against the enemy's attacks, threats, lies, and accusations. And it's truth that keeps us confident in what God thinks about us, which helps us to forge forward in boldness toward his plan for our lives. As I mentioned, a vital area the belt covers is the digestive area, which includes the intestines. If you know much about anatomy, then maybe you know that the intestines are where 90% of food absorption and digestion happens. Our digestive organs work to take in what's good, to send it through and empower the rest of our bodies, but also to detect what's bad in order to get it out. This is what God's truth does for us too. The enemy, who Jesus referred to as the father of lies, would love to take his deceit in order to infect our lives. 
Like Adam and Eve, he wants us to take a bite of his filthy fruit so that he can send deception throughout the rest of our bodies to get us to live in his defeat. Maybe you've heard it said, you are what you eat. That's just as true spiritually as it is in the natural. The enemy would love to use his lies to try to define you so that if he can inject pity into your life, then eventually you'll see yourself as pitiful and you'll live pitifully. His fear planted in you will work like a parasite until you're paralyzed by just a bunch of doubts and what ifs. But God wants you to be defined by his truth which is the only absolute standard by which Satan's lies are rejected. If your life is girded by the truth of Christ, then you know who you are is based upon who he is, accepted, valued, right, and whole. Keeping truth at the foundation of your life is how you detect when the enemy slips in one of his lies so that you can get it out as quickly as possible. Let me give you a practical tip on how to do this. It's found in asking yourself the same question that God asks Adam and Eve when they experience shame as a result of Satan's lies in their life. Genesis 3 recounts how the enemy played Eve at first with a doubt. Did God say, then with a lie, you will not die. And then with a temptation, perhaps you know the rest of the story, but after the first couple, gave in to Satan's offers, they experienced shame and fear, which caused them to hide from God. But as God always does, he came to pursue them. And when God found them, he asked them, why are you hiding? And Adam confessed, I was afraid because I was naked. God quickly responded to Adam's feelings of shame with a question. He said, who told you that you were naked? When we feel fearful, ashamed, afraid that God is mad or that God can't use us, we need to ask ourselves that same question. Who told me that I'm not good enough to be used by God? Who told me that I'm too messed up? Who told me I'll always live with this pain? Who told me that this will never work out? Who told me that I'm unlovable? If you're unsure of the source, look to God's word. It's where we find his nourishing truth. If what you hear matches what's in here, then take it in, digest it. Let it empower the rest of your life. But if it's not in here, then it's ultimately rooted in the enemy. Give it no second thought. Get it out. Just as these strips hung down to protect the soldier's reproductive area, so truth protects our life-giving functions. I often say that the greatest hindrance to being used by God is to simply believe that God can't use you. If the enemy can use his lies to convince you that you're too far gone or you're too messed up to be used by God, then he sterilizes your future from ever enjoying the new life that you were promised in Christ. Eventually, I'm nots, I can'ts, I'll nevers will immobilize you from ever getting outside of a box from ever doing anything daring or ever birthing anything amazing. If your thinking or speaking is plagued by these kinds of excuses, then God's truth is the solution to moving forward. If you need a word of truth to give you confidence, Philippians 4.13 is a great one. I can do all things through Christ 
who strengthens me. Ultimately, the devil would love to unfasten your belt so that like Adam and Eve, you stand naked and afraid, hiding before God in shame and cowering from the world in fear. But keeping truth as the foundation of your life protects you from the enemy's assaults and keeps you confident in your identity in Christ. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. Take it in, let it nourish your soul and give life to your body. And here's the truth. In Christ, you are loved, you are chosen. God declares you holy and without fault in his eyes. You are God's masterpiece. He chose you for a good plan long before the world even began. Truth is the foundation of your identity in Christ, which is the foundation of your victory. Everything good in your life is connected to God's truth. Are you encouraged and filled with hope? Maybe you're still taking all this in. That's okay too. We certainly unpacked a lot of ideas in this first session, so let's recap. The big idea that guides this entire study is that the whole armor is not meant for you to put on, to engage in a fight with the devil that's defeated, but to stand in the victory of the one who defeated him. It's all about Jesus and what he's already done. Each of the six pieces that make up the whole armor are intended to represent who Jesus is and who we are and what we have as ones clothed in him. This represents our identities in Christ. The first and most foundational piece which we just explored is the belt of truth. Truth is paramount to victory in Christ. God's truth helps determine fact versus fiction and right versus wrong. It's also life-giving, empowering us with godly confidence, boldness, and security. Remember, don't fight, but stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. Are you in the middle of a mental, emotional, or spiritual struggle? Here's some good news. God has provided a way to beat that battle today. Yes, you have access right now to spiritual armor, complete with six supernatural weapons that ensure victory in any circumstance. Ready to powerfully access and activate this armor? I've created an in-depth interactive e-course to show you how. The Armor of God e-course includes six dynamic video lessons in which I reveal how to effectively use the weapons outlined in Ephesians 6 to radically shift from chaos to calm, fear to faith, sorrow to joy, and battle to triumph. It's an eye-opening, illustrated exploration of the armor of God that unlocks all the victory Jesus died to give you. This e-course isn't just something you watch, but it's an immersive experience with which you interact. Each lesson includes a 16-minute video teaching, a lesson guide with reflection questions and application tips, and a discussion forum where I interact with you. The Armor of God e-course is available for you to join in on today. Simply visit kylewinkler.org armor to get started. And because the sixth lesson e-course streams entirely online, there's nothing you have to wait for to arrive. Begin instantly from any internet connected computer, tablet, or smartphone, and continue at your own pace from wherever you are. You no longer have to be under attack, but you can live on the attack. And I wanna show you the way. 
Join me now to discover how to access and activate the armor of God to beat your battles today. Visit kylewinkler.org armor to get started, and I'll see you there.